The Productive Woman, Episode 158. And welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me in this episode. I've been looking forward to sharing with you my conversation with wife, mom, and certified holistic health coach, Michelle Fennighaus. You'll find more information about Michelle, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 158. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Now, FreshBooks is an excellent online accounting software that I personally have used for over a year. They are offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can check it out, put it through its paces, and see how helpful it can be. You get to that by visiting freshbooks.com slash woman. I've mentioned this before, I know, but in case you haven't heard before, the FreshBooks has been completely redesigned this year in a way that is not only easy to use, but packed full of powerful features that let me manage the money side of my business efficiently and effectively. I never have to wonder how my business finances are doing because it's all there on the dashboard. Uh, And I have linked FreshBooks with my bank account and uh, my business credit card. So I can see at a glance what I've spent, what's, you know, it just sinks back and forth. Uh, Who owes me what, what's coming up that needs to be paid or that needs to be collected. The notification center is like your personal assistant telling you what has changed in your business since you last logged in, what needs to be dealt with, like overdue invoices. This lets you focus on what's needed to get done and helps you get back to your work faster. It's just such a great tool for managing the finances for your business and I highly recommend it. I'd love for you, if you have a, a small business, if you're an entrepreneur, I encourage you to give FreshBooks a try. If you're already using it, would you shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com? Let me know how it's working for you and what you love about it. As I mentioned, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners. You can, you have total access to the program to use it and, and see what all it can do. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and be sure to enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. With that, let's get it right into my conversation with Michelle. I am so delighted to welcome to The Productive Woman, Michelle Fennighaus. Now, Michelle's a nutrition coach, a yoga enthusiast, a wife, and a mom to two young sons. So she's basically a busy woman, just like the rest of us. And I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her busy life and maybe get some tips from her, from her personal, you know, her professional expertise. So I'm glad to have her here. Welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Laura. I'm glad to be here. 
Well, it's, uh, you know, we, we've been trading emails, and this is, was kind of our first chance to talk. I've, I'm looking forward to getting to know a little more about you than what I can find on your website. So I've, I've shared briefly kind of the highlights of who you are, but maybe tell us a little more about who you are, where you are, what you do, whatever you think would be uh, of interest to listeners about you as a person and, and in your profession. Sure. Well, I mostly identify as a work-from-home mom because that's, let's face it, what I'm doing most of the day, either momming or working. But um, I have a background in advertising. I used to work in corporate America, so I was out there. I was riding the subway to work. I was working long hours and weekends, and my life's very different now, but I, my husband's still in that world, so I feel like I have a good sense of, of women who are in that situation. But um, my life on a day-to-day basis is a lot of working in my home office and taking care of the kiddos day and night. Yeah. And, and you're into yoga as well, right? Yeah, I've been practicing yoga for about a, a decade now. I did my yoga teacher training years ago, oh. but quickly found out that I much prefer to be a student of yoga <laughs> than the teacher. All right. Well, so... As we, um, you know, get to know more about you and we talk about the things that you do to stay productive, I think it's always helpful to have a little bit of context for that because the things we do to stay productive, um, that's a a function of the kind of life we have. So if there is such a thing as a typical day for you, what would that look like? You know, my days do follow a a pretty similar pattern. Um, And I think that's that's something I do on purpose because when you don't have to think so much and things are routine, that helps me get more done. Mm-hmm. So in a typical day, I'm up at seven. I got two boys. One I got to get on the bus. The other one I have to bring to daycare. And then I have my oldest boy who is my husband and I have to help him get out the door as well. So it's like a whirlwind of just taking care of everybody else. Sometimes I'm lucky if I have a glass of water and then I drop everybody off and I go to the gym around nine o'clock. That's important to me. Like I mentioned, I'm, I work from home. So if I'm not careful, I could very easily go days and days without seeing anybody other than my own family and not getting out in public. So it's important to me to immerse myself in the public you know, world, meet, see some people, exchange some energy and of course, get a workout. That's good too. Mm-hmm. So it's a half an hour at the gym every morning is sort of a non-negotiable for me. After that, uh, come home. I'm working. I'm on the phone with my private clients. I run group programs. I'm blogging. I'm writing or doing interviews like this, creating content, and a little bit of uh, house stuff in between. You know, when you work from home, you throw a load of laundry in. Mm-hmm. You start prepping dinner. I also manage all of our finances for the house and all of the home repairs and kind of take care of managing the household um, all by myself because my husband has such a stressful job of his own. So that all t- gets taken care of during the day. And at five o'clock, I pick up the kids. We do a quick dinner, bedtime, pack those lunches. And if I'm lucky, I get to hang out with my husband a bit when he gets home. Uh, l- lately, before bed, I've been trying to wind down a little bit differently because maybe we'll talk more about this, but for me, sleep is a big issue. Quality of sleep has really, my quality of sleep has really suffered since my first son was born. And I prioritize getting to bed at a good hour. I turn my phone into airplane mode so there's no beeps or buzzes in the night. 
and have a very dark space. But I've been trying to wind down by reading a few pages of a novel. Not a self-help book, not a business book, nothing that's like facts and figures or thinking, just purely for pleasure. Mm. Um, that's been my new nighttime routine. It's, it's wonderful. Usually the, my eyes are fluttering, you know, as I have the book open and then I just hit the pillow. And that's my day. Well, it sounds like a day that a lot of us can, uh, can relate to, a lot of similarities. I, I was smiling when you were talking about the, the sleep issue. That's been a big focus for me lately. Um, my kids are grown and gone for the most part, but just over the last year or so, I've just had a terrible time with sleep. And so I've been trying to, like you were describing, trying to do some things to make it a little easier to fall asleep and stay asleep and, and really get good rest. And it's, I know that's hard for a lot of, especially a lot of moms, I think, just because we've got a lot of things on our minds, a lot of things going on. And there's a temptation for, I think, a lot of women to, you get everybody taken care of and maybe get the kids to bed and your husband's taken care of if, if, if you have a husband in the house. And, and, and there's a temptation to stay up late either to get some other things done that you want to get done or just to have some time um, that's not spoken for, that there's nobody, you know, making demands on you. And and we sacrifice sleep for that. And I'm not sure that's always the best idea. At least it hasn't been for me. So when you're having trouble sleeping, Laura, do you find it's mostly falling asleep that's the problem or staying asleep? Uh, a lot of times it's staying asleep. Uh, and part of that, I think, is just the age that I've reached. Uh, some nights I have a hard time falling asleep. And it's usually, admittedly, my fault because I, you know, kept looking at screens too long or I got myself involved in something uh, that uh, got my mind going and I just, you know, can't wind down. So that's why I really related to what you were saying about finding ways to kind of wind down, turn off the screens do something that's not going to get the brain kind of cogitating um, and that will help you relax. So uh, I think that's something a lot of us need to think about. Well, I'm happy to say a little more about that because this has been an ongoing struggle and this might be of help for you or for any of your listeners. There's one other thing I do every day. I didn't mention it, but before bed, this is going to sound completely crazy but I drink a cup of tea made with a banana peel. And I'll tell you why I do that. Oh my goodness. Now this is something I've, I've tea. I was with you right up until the banana peel. I've <laughs> never heard of this. Okay. Tell us about it. Sure thing. Well, you may have heard this. Some people know that magnesium is a mineral that helps your body relax. You actually need magnesium in your system to relax. And when you're stressed out, your body actually wastes magnesium. It just goes into your urine and you lose it as part of the way your body handles stress. I'm not really sure why that happens. We also become deficient in magnesium because of a lifetime on birth control pills, because of our, the food that we're eating or perhaps not eating the right foods. So anyway, most women are magnesium deficient. So I had tried different magnesium supplements. Some people are, um, know about Natural Calm, which is a powder that you mix into water, you can drink that. And there's different ways to get magnesium, oils, creams. I have tried them all. I tried them all at the same time. I'm rubbing creams, <laughs> I'm drinking powders, I'm doing all the things, just hoping that I could stay asleep at night. Mm. Ever since my son was born, it was like, if a bird chirped, I'd fly out of bed like, oh my God, the baby's crying, you know? 
So I've tried all these different magnesium drinks. They kind of worked, kind of didn't. Eh, not really sure. Then I learned about making banana peel tea. And I thought, this is crazy, but I'm going to try it because, hey, it's just a banana peel. Sometimes you don't know what's in the powders. You don't know what's in the creams, you know, ingredient wise. Yeah. If it's safe, if it's not. I'm like, it's just a banana peel. I got one right here. So I tried it. And that was the first night that I slept all night long in six years. And it turns out banana peel is very high in magnesium and potassium. And it allows my body to absorb that magnesium much better, apparently, than the other supplements. And finally sleep. Can't recommend it enough. So, you know, if if it's something you can tell us briefly, how do you make tea out of a banana peel? Oh, man, it's so easy. Okay, the directions are on my website. So for like reference, you can link to that. But I just take a banana peel. And I suggest you start slowly. So if it's your first time, maybe you only use half or a quarter of the peel. I put mine into two cups of water in a pot, bring it to a boil, let it simmer for about 20 minutes. I just do this while I'm packing lunches or cleaning up the kitchen. And that's it. Strain it out and drink it. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to give that a try. See, this was worth the conversation. Just uh, I, I would I would bet there are others who are going to feel the same. But for me, it was worth it just to get that. Um, so thanks for that. That's a great tip um, for those of us who struggle with sleeping. So so given um, that you've got this, you know, your day sort of figured out, you are a nutrition coach. So it's not surprising that you would know this little tip about the banana peel and the magnesium. Um, we all have different kinds of challenges. I mean, you have a, a pretty typical life in many ways, but everybody's life is a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter, especially when as as you are, you're, you know, you've got a family, you've got a career, you've got, you know, your health, all these different things. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing all that and, and living a productive life as, as you would define it? I think that, well, these two things kind of go hand in hand. So the first is one that maybe you're familiar with. I'm sure many listening will be familiar with, um, I'm quite a perfectionist mm. and kind of, like I said, hand in hand with that goes with, I take too much on. So instead of delegating or letting my husband do something or whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, that needs to be done. I'll do it. Yeah. Mostly because I feel like I'll do it better. I'll do it faster. You know, yeah. I'll get it done right the first time. And I can see how that is a problem, you know, with my overall uh, sanity, but also the, my productivity each day. Cause if I'm in the weeds doing these tasks all the time for everybody else, you know, it, it definitely slows me down in the big picture. But I think that, I think that as a child, I excelled in school. That's what got me noticed. That's what kind of made people pay attention to me was kind of what I could do, what I could accomplish, what I could succeed with. And uh, maybe many of us have learned that the more we do, like that's one way to get positive attention and kind of just filters into our adult lives and how we, how we live. Yeah. How we, how we define ourselves. We, I'm, I'm the person who can get stuff done and, Mm -hmm. and get it done right. Yeah. That's, that's great. I think you're right. A lot of us 
probably can, uh, that resonates with us and, and it's something we struggle with. Um, do you, are, do you do anything about it or do you take any steps to deal with that or is it just something you're aware of? Mm, I'd like to say that I take many steps. I probably take like two or three small steps to deal with it, you know, <laughs> ranging from letting my husband uh, do a load of laundry, even though he does it all wrong, or load the dishwasher, <laughs> even though he puts it all in cockeyed. You know? <laughs> do you go in um, behind him and, and rearrange things when he's not looking? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my goodness my family got after me for that I said well if you'd put it in there right the first time I wouldn't have to do that <laughs> that's exactly right and when they come out and they're still dirty I'm the person who has to rewash them that's right okay so I want to talk about some of the you know the tools and resources that you use or like for managing your time and all of that but first I want to take advantage of the fact that you're here and what your expertise is, because for a lot of us, one of the big struggles, and especially, you know, as we're talking, it's right around the back to school time, and we're all trying to get settled into new routines. And one of the big struggles for a lot of women is, you know, getting food on the table, whether it's breakfast or lunch for the kids or just dinner at night. And you're a, you're a nutrition coach. That's your expertise. And when we were trading emails, um, you know, you, you, you kind of talked about the fact that you've got a lot. This is part of what you do is help people kind of figure out that sort of stuff. Can you share a couple? I, I, obviously, you're somebody. Let me back up. You're somebody that if someone's really wanting some in-depth help with nutrition, with meal planning, that sort of thing. You do coaching or you have programs for helping people with stuff like that. Am I correct about that? That's right. And usually people aren't thinking necessarily, oh, I need help with meal planning, but it's going to be, oh, I can't lose this weight or I'm suffering with anxiety or I have terrible digestive problems. Therefore, we need to address the food and meal planning is a big part of getting it right. Yeah. And so without stealing any of your trade secrets or anything, are there a couple things that maybe you could suggest to listeners who are struggling with that, wanting to get nutritious meals on the table, but not having all day to get it, uh, to get that done? Yes, of course. Oh, you can have all my trade secrets. Nothing is a secret. Let's see. For starters, you know, it's just about having a plan. Even if this is the problem, people sit down to make a plan and they think it has to be like a five course meal. And then they're going to make a lasagna from scratch the next night. And then they go on Pinterest and they find some other fancy schmancy recipe that they got to make on Thursday. And it's just overwhelming and they Mm -hmm. can't implement it. So I say make a plan, but it has to be a realistic plan. Even if you write down, order pizza, that's going to be 15 minutes of your life that you're not like, oh, what should we have for dinner? I don't know. Oh, I feel so guilty about ordering pizza, but maybe I should. No, I shouldn't. You know what I mean? You're just going to look at yeah. that plan and be like, that's what I'm doing tonight. The end. So much of a time saver. Yeah. Now, in terms of making it healthy, same thing applies. You know, now may not be the time for you to figure out how to cook quinoa in a way that you actually like. You know, maybe you don't have time for that after work on Tuesday But you could pull from what you already know how to make. And I always suggest that you start with things that are dead simple and put it on your plan. Mm. Scrambled eggs, hamburgers, like 
something that you can make without a recipe, plan to do that a couple nights of the week. Okay. No stress, you know, nothing. It doesn't, no one's looking. (laughs) This is just to uh, keep us from eating a box of cereal for dinner. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm sure no one's ever done that before. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to answer that on the grounds that it most definitely will incriminate me. So. (laughs) so that's the first thing right give ourselves some slack to do what's easy and it is okay as long as it's real food we're doing something good for ourselves but the other thing I wanted to share with you is this idea of you don't need a recipe to come up with a really amazing delicious meal for yourself a healthy meal for yourself I actually have five dinner formulas just five that Mm. I kind of rotate through and it's amazing because let's say you decide to do the, uh, the broth bowl, for example. I do the broth bowl a lot now that the, the weather is starting to get a little chilly. The broth bowl requires some broth, some kind of protein, some kind of vegetable, maybe some kind of noodle or a grain. So whatever you have on hand mm. and you throw it together, you add some seasonings, hot sauce, sesame oil. I usually crack an egg on top if I'm going to go like an Asian kind of style with my broth bowl. It's delicious. And if your husband can't stand eggs, fine. He doesn't get an egg. If your kid won't eat the spinach, fine. No spinach in that one. (laughs) But it's one meal that you can give everybody. I like that. Uh, Do you have information about this, these, um, what did you call them? Meal formulas? Um, Do you have information about that on your website? Yes, yes. Actually, I have better than that. I have those formulas spelled out, including examples and shopping lists. The idea being that you could have one pretty succinct shopping list for the week, and you can use those ingredients to mix and match and for all of the five formulas over the course of the week. So it's a very efficient way to shop. And I actually have that all put together as a free gift for your listeners. Oh, awesome. So the URL to grab that is findyourbalancehealth.com, that's my website, slash productive. Okay, findyourbalancehealth.com slash productive. I'm typing this down up so that I can make sure we have it in the show notes in case uh, somebody's driving and they're afraid they're not going to remember it. It'll all be linked in the show notes. That's awesome. Thank you, Michelle. I think that'll be really helpful and it's perfect timing because... You and I were talking before we started recording about this is kind of a transition season for a lot of us, the back to school time. And this is just one of the things that's that's on a lot of women's list of, you know, I got to get dinner on the table and I'm coming in from work. The kids are coming in from school. Uh, everything's a little crazy. How can I do this in a way that's not going to make me insane? So I love this. Thank you very much. Awesome. You're welcome. So, uh, you know, outside of the issues of um, where your expertise comes into play and and the meals and and nutrition and health and all that sort of thing, are there any particular tools that you like or resources that you recommend that you've learned from for for being productive in the sense of managing your time and, and that sort of thing? Well, I'm a big pen and paper kind of girl, so I know there's an app for everything, mm-hmm. but... I have my handy little pad of paper right here with my to-do list for the week. Every week, there's a new list. Um, I have a paper calendar, if you can believe it. I use a paper calendar in conjunction with my online calendar. 
because I feel like when you write something down with a pen, you remember it better. Mm-hmm. There's science behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can, I may not remember exactly what time I have that appointment, but I can remember I wrote it down in blue pen and it's definitely in the second half of the day. And that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. But I do use, um, a, you're probably familiar with Trello, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I use Trello sometimes. I use Trello for more complicated projects, especially with my job. Um, also for house renovations, I use Trello and I find it's, it's you know, it's just like uh, making a to-do list on crack because you can reorganize it and add links and files and all of that. So I do use Trello, but I don't use it every day. Yeah. And so for those who are listening who haven't seen it, Trello is basically, a, a you know, an a, a online or a digital version of a, of a planner, task manager kind of tool that has a lot of really neat features. And it's kind of uh, fun to work with how, so how do you use it when you're, whether it's for your business or for a house renovation? Um, Can you maybe tell us a little bit about how you use it to, to manage those things? Um, Well, let's see, you set up lists in Trello going left to right. And so sometimes I'll have a process. For example, every time I put a blog post on my blog, or every time I go through a certain process with a client, I'll kind of move them from one list to the next so I can visually see how they are advancing through the process and what the next step is. So almost like a map. Yeah. And that's one of the really nice things about Trello. Trello is one of those. Asana is another one that they're both really good for people that are, um, that are visually oriented, that who like to see um, where a project is in the various phases. So that's one way to use it. So love that. Um, any other routines or tools or resources? Any, I, I didn't ask you about this up front, so I may be putting you on the spot. Have you read anything interesting lately? Well, one thing that I do, and I know I, it's like I've always kind of known about it, but then I did read about it somewhere. I don't remember where recently. It was about time blocking. And I mm. thought, I should really do that with more intention. Because I'll say, you know, well, I have this appointment at 3 o'clock and I block off that time. But to really time block what would turn into potentially like spending an hour on Facebook Instead, now every day I, you'll, you'll see me with a little post-it note that I stick on top of my paper to-do list and it'll block out, you know, from 10 to 10.30. That's going to be the time that I check in with my Facebook groups, you know, for my job. And then from 10.30 to 11, that's going to be the time that I check email and just kind of blocking off the periods of uh, the day I find is very helpful for keeping focused. Yeah, put it, kind of putting some boundaries around, a fence around the different things that you're going to do so they don't creep over into the whole day. I think that's a great idea. Okay, so now I, I got to ask the question that I ask every guest um, because I, I just learn something every time from the answers that I get. Uh, and th- that's this question. With the, the plans that you have in place and the expertise you have as a coach and in and, and kind of putting yourself together and, and planning out your week or your day, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? 
Well, I, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but the reason I got into nutrition and I segued out of advertising in the first place was because of some health issues I was experiencing, um, crippling anxiety, IBS. I was actually having fainting episodes and dizzy spells um, that were stemming from the anxiety. So when I get off balance or, you know, or knocked off track, it's very easy for me to slide back into those patterns. Mm. And I find that the number one way that I can take care of myself is make sure that I'm feeding myself well. Mm. If I've been eating, let's say over the holidays, all of us are going to eat too much sugar, but I will start feeling very differently in my body. And I know, all right, it is time to go back, you know, make that meal plan, make that shopping list, get back on track with food. Because I find when that is in place, everything else is easier. I have more energy. I'm thinking more clearly. My stomach isn't hurting me. You know, I'm not having any problems physically. And I could just think straight. So for me, like, that's the basics. Food. And then, as I mentioned earlier, sleep. Prioritizing sleep, getting to bed early. Yeah, those are they're, they're so basic and so crucial and and it seems like those are two things that get tossed by the wayside when life gets hectic. Um the times we most need to be taking care of ourselves are the times we stop doing it. We sacrifice those things to take care of other people or to do the things that we think we need to be doing. How do you I mean is it because of your past experience that you have um, develop the ability to to recognize that and and turn back to those better habits when things start to kind of go downhill for you. Well, I think it helps that I talk to people about it all day long too. You know, it's very <laughs> top of mind. <laughs> True, it's become a real anchor for me to like look at. I look at the refrigerator where I have my meal plan hanging every week, and I just know like that's what's going to happen tonight. This is how I'm going to take care of myself. I don't have to worry about anything else. You know, it just, it frees up a lot of headspace mm. um, to have that kind of plan mapped out. And actually I'll add one other thing. Cause you're right. These are very, very basic human functions like eating <laughs> food, sleep. And how about oxygen? Because mm. when we're stressed or I know for myself, when I'm feeling anxious, the breath gets very tight. Like you're breathing very shallowly, shallowly up in the top part of your chest um, sometimes it's hard to breathe, you know, you feel constricted. So there are breathing exercises, if I'm really having a hard time, that I will stop and do in order to relax my system. And that's something that I've learned through my yoga training through the years. Um, have you ever done anything like that? I, I do. I don't. I'm not, I, I've never done yoga. I have uh, issues with my hip that make it pretty much impossible for me to get in any of the positions. But the breathing, absolutely, that's one of the first things I have to do when I'm having one of those days where I've just, things are, I'm overwhelmed and getting stressed out. What I, what I, when I take a moment and stop and realize that my, you know, my shoulders are clear up to my ears, I'm tense and I'm barely breathing, that to take that moment to intentionally relax you know, maybe close my eyes and take some deep breaths in through my nose and, and out through my mouth and just purposefully slow down my breathing and deepen it. It makes a huge difference. Yes. And I mean, I can actually explain a little bit of how that works to make sure that people are doing it the right way. Would that sure. be helpful? Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Okay. So your diaphragm muscle runs un like pretty much underneath your rib cage. 
and your lungs are on top and then your digestive organs are below. It is innervated by the vagus nerve, which runs straight up to your brain. So when you breathe, when you inhale, your diaphragm moves down. And when you exhale, it comes back up. So by doing those deep belly breaths, you are sort of exercising your diaphragm and you're activating the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve sends a signal to your brain that we are okay. Mm. Everything is fine. We can relax now. Mm. The parasympathetic, chill out, rest and digest kind of signal. That's a- so it's like a real thing. Yeah, it's it's not just imaginary. There's a there is again science behind this. There's uh, our physiology is designed that way. That's very helpful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of uh, women who are remembering to to do that deep breathing when world, the world starts to crash in on them. Um, <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, Michelle, I want to be respectful of your time and not keep you here all day. I think there are so many things we could talk about. Maybe you can come back another time um, sometime and we can talk some more about some of these things. But in the meantime, what's on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up? Again, you have a business as a nutrition coach. You also have a life. Anything interesting going on in either, either your business or your personal life that you could share with us? Yeah, well, personally... I guess this is kind of professionally, but I feel like it's personally. I'm going back to school this fall. I'm taking part in a functional medicine training for women mm-hmm. where I'm going to be learning much more about the science behind different issues that women tend to deal with, like thyroid issues, mm-hmm. menopause, you know, the certain conditions that are much more prevalent among women, obviously menopause. And um, I'm going to get to do a deep dive into this stuff, which is awesome because I went to school for nutrition about 10 years ago and you read books and you keep up on it, but I'm, I've dedicated myself to a pretty intense course that starts this fall. So I'm psyched about that. And then uh, more on the professional side this fall, I am also starting a live radio show um, with two co-hosts. So there'll be three of us called Healthy View Radio, and it's actually going to be a live radio show. So we'll be taking callers live, and it's my first time ever doing that. It's going to be really fun, and that starts uh, September 28th. Um, Maybe you can uh, send me some information about that so I can include it in the show notes, because this episode will come out shortly before that. Uh, So it'd be great to be able to point listeners to where they can find it if they want to listen to it, and I'd like to listen to it, so... Um, Absolutely. We'll do. That's excellent. So uh, in the meantime, I guess, where can people connect with you online if they just want to, you know, say thanks for coming or if they want to learn more about what you're doing? What's what are what's the best way for them to connect with you? You can find me on my website, findyourbalancehealth.com. There's a contact form there if you want to reach out that way. I'm pretty active on Facebook. So if you find me on Facebook, um, and send a message through my Facebook page. I'll get I'll get back to you there as well. Okay, great. And I'll be sure to put links to all of that in the show notes as well. Um, so before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for some help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any any thoughts for her? I feel like these crazy days that we have and the lives that we're leading require ruthless prioritization. Mm. Ruthless, which is why when it goes off the rails, it's like, well, what's more important, paying these bills 
or making a shopping list and making sure that I'm eating something decent this week. You know, sometimes it's a tough call, but you have to constantly consider like the different options you have and what's going to serve you best in the long run. So, so often we turn to what's going to serve us in the short run, like another cup of coffee or a sugar hit, you know, is going to give us a little bit of pep in the middle of the day. But more often than not, what really needs to be our priority are those basics of food, breathing, sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Just the basics, Laura. I love that. Ruthless prioritization. So important. Thank you so much, Michelle, for taking the time to talk with me for the benefit of all of us in the Productive Woman community. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been great. I am so thankful to Michelle for taking the time to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her busy life and also for her very helpful suggestions advice, ideas, and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? What stuck out in your mind as you listened to Michelle talk? Uh, Do you have any questions, either for me or for Michelle? Would love to hear from you. You can share your questions or comments in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 158, or you can post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Michelle is a member of the community, so she will see your comments, especially if you tag her with them, if you've got a question for her. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsor fresh books and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30 day unrestricted trial of their cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the productive woman in their. How did you hear about us section? Um, and thank you so much to fresh books for supporting the productive woman and productive business women all over the world. Uh, One last thought, if you're looking for support, ideas, or accountability in identifying and pursuing your goals as we go into this year end, I would love to work with you. Visit the recently updated Work With Me page on the website to learn more about the mastermind groups that will be starting uh, right after the first of the year. And in the meantime, some personalized one-on-one coaching programs that are available Uh, visit theproductivewoman.com slash services to learn more. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Michelle. I hope that you found something that was helpful and encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again next week, very, very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.